Eni dade ti kuro lomode. Eni angbegege ni yo barareje. Eni abafi soko kodakbaro. Oni oun eni le. Elefa ki lo efare. Kasopwe odi jefa ta ati jew. Elede mpafo. Orope oun shoge. Hello and welcome to episode 44 of the Yoruba Proverbs podcast. I'm your host, Bidemi Ologunde. Ekabosi abala ikeni le logoji eto owe Yoruba. Orukomini Bidemi Ologunde. So on this episode, I'll be analyzing five Yoruba proverbs that describe self-awareness, empathy, disgrace, maturity, and taking responsibility. So according to Yoruba tradition, a young person quoting proverbs in the presence of adults must do so humbly and respectfully. Therefore, in line with tradition, I humbly crave the indulgence of my parents and elders before going ahead with this episode. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. So the first proverb I have here says, Elede shoge. The pig wallows in the mud, but thinks it is being fashionable. The pig wallows in the mud, but thinks it is being fashionable. So this basically means those who lack good judgment are usually never aware of their own misbehavior. And in typical Yoruba tradition, this proverb is comparing the behavior of an animal to the behavior of some types of human beings. So we know that pigs usually live in dirty, smelly environments simply because um, that's their nature. The pig wallowing in the mud. Some scientists have said that is a way for the pig to moderate its own internal body temperature because they don't have sweat glands like some animals. Their skin is not covered with fur like some animals. So they can't exactly cool themselves down the way some animals would use their skin or bring out their tongue in the case of a dog or just so many other temperature regulation mechanisms they don't have that so to do to to moderate their temperature especially during hot um, seasons they would wallow in the mud to cool themselves down they would eat near where they wallow in the mud they basically you know do pig behavior and to humans and even to other animals, that is stinky, nasty. Nobody wants to interact with a pig because a pig does pig things. So that is being likened to some people who lack good judgment. They constantly make bad judgments. They constantly do things that most other people would consider upside down, illogical thinking. But to them, they're acting normally. So people that lack good judgment are usually never aware of their own misbehavior. Neither are they aware of the consequences of those misbehaviors. And the Yoruba tradition um, of proverbs and analogies is comparing those people to a pig wallowing in the mud, thinking it is being fashionable. The pig wallows in the mud, but thinks it is being fashionable. Oh, 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 oh,
So the second proverb I have here says, Elefa ki lo efare, kasokwe odije fatati jem. When a person claims the loss of six items, one does not respond by saying that one has not eaten in six days. Elefa ki lo efare, kasokwe odije fatati jem. When someone claims the loss of six items, one does not respond by saying that one has not eaten in six days. So this basically means if you cannot help someone in trouble, don't add to that person's problems. And this is one of the proverbs that has so much deep and resonant interpretations. And it's actually one of the proverbs my late grandfather from my father's side would constantly remind me every time I went to visit him in Oshobo way back and I was always going to visit him every opportunity I get and we just sit down and talk and some of my cousins and my siblings thought that was you know boring and funny but you know you like what you like so anyway my grandfather would constantly remind me that if you cannot help someone in trouble by all means don't add to that person's problems at the very least leave them the way you met them. So if you cannot reduce some of their problems for them, if you cannot alleviate some of their suffering, don't add to their suffering. So to further break down this proverb, which I think is very detailed and so many layers of meaning, someone claimed to have lost six items. To that person, that's the end of the world. Maybe those items have sentimental value. Maybe to that person, those items are a matter of, you know, life and death and so on. Now you have the other person probably listening to the person who has lost six items. This other person hasn't eaten in six days. To the person who has not eaten in six days, that's equally a matter of life and death. If you've not eaten in one day, 24 hours, you know how you would feel. At least I know how I would feel if I've not eaten in 24 hours. Now multiply 24 hours by six. At that point, you probably cannot see properly, you probably cannot stand properly, and so on. Now this proverb is saying that the two of them should not discount what each of them is feeling, despite the fact that they can both claim that they have a great and mighty problem. So that's what this proverb is trying to say, that one person has lost six items, the other person has not eaten in six days. They shouldn't discount each other's problems. They shouldn't dismiss each other's problems simply because they are facing a great and mighty problem of their own interpretation. So that is the deeper layers of meaning I was referring to when this proverb is talking about two people, one of them lo lost six items, the other one has not eaten in six days, but they are supposed to validate each other's problems. They're supposed to have empathy for each other. They are supposed to not say, go and sit down. Your problem is the least of my concerns. No. So that is one of the things we should keep in mind when interacting with other people. The fact that you have a four-year-old son and he wants to wear his firefighter shirt to school, but his firefighter shirt is dirty, so he should wear his other excavator shirt or something. But that four-year-old is crying and you're wondering, why are you crying? It's just a t-shirt. No. To that four-year-old, 
that is the end of the world because that four-year-old likes the firefighter shirt and for some reason if he doesn't wear it then it's as good as not going anywhere that day at the same time to bring it to a more adult level um analogy you meet someone at work the person is having a bad day because they had some quarrel with their partner and to you when they tell you about the quarrel you're thinking so why is this a problem for you this shouldn't be a problem mm -mm -mm, no to them whatever quarrel they had is enough to make their day go bad the least you can do is empathize with them and then when you share your own problems and then the person is thinking huh you don't have a problem mm -mm. they should equally empathize with you because everyone feels everything differently depending on the time of the day depending on the phase they are in their lives depending on the season or whatever it's the case may be so if you cannot help someone in trouble do not add to their problems when someone claims the loss of six items one does not respond by saying that one has not eaten in six days So the third proverb I have here says, "Eni abafi soko koda paro, oni on eni le." The person that should have been left on the farm, hoping that it would become a partridge, boasts that he is the indispensable presence of the household. Eni abafi soko koda paro, oni on eni le. The person who should have been left on the farm, hoping that it would become a partridge boast that is the indispensable presence of the household so this basically means an unwanted person believes himself to be indispensable that is basically boils down to self-awareness there are people within a family there are people within a community or organization or even among a circle of friends who think they are the end or be all nobody can do anything if they are not present there cannot be a family meeting until this person is present there cannot be a major decision taken if this person is not there, not knowing that they are the people that the group can do without. They are the people that once they are out of sight, then they are out of mind for everybody. So this, again, comes down to self-awareness. Everyone should have the self-awareness of where they stand physically and figuratively within any particular group um whether it's a family group or friend group or even among co-workers any abafi soko kodaparo oni on any le the person that should have been left on the farm hoping that it would become a partridge boasts that is the indispensable presence of the household So for proverb number four, I have It is the person who is revered that will disgrace himself or herself. It is the person who is revered that will disgrace himself or herself.
So this basically means those who are placed on pedestals have ample opportunities to topple themselves. It is the person who is revered that will disgrace himself or herself. And this is quite self-explanatory. When we place people on pedestals, um, those people usually tend to topple themselves because maybe it gets too much into their head and they lack the self-awareness to moderate their own behavior simply because they've been placed on these pedestals and it doesn't really last too long anyway. So it's always a thing of, it's a matter of importance to constantly analyze one's position within the family, within the community, within the working environment and so on, so that to be always mindful of, okay, am I being placed on the pedestal? Maybe it's in a relationship, maybe it's a father-son relationship or parents to children, two spouses um, within a friend group or a boss that is being seen as too high up there and then the boss is gets allows himself or herself to become too full of that position then they lose touch with the people they are supposed to be leading and so on so basically a self-aware proverb that says those who, who are placed on pedestals have ample opportunities to topple themselves a variation of that is um there's only one way from the top or something like that the, the only way from the top is downwards something like that So the last proverb for this episode says, The person who wears a crown has effectively outgrown childhood. The person who wears a crown has effectively outgrown childhood. So this means a high office carries high responsibilities with it. So in Yoruba culture, we have cases where um, depending on the lineage and whoever it's the person's turn to become king, we have cases whereby instead of an adult, the person next in line is a child, maybe 12, 13 years old. There have been tribes um, historically where the youngest king has been, I think, age three or four. So this proverb is saying, regardless of the person's age, once the person has a crown on their head, that person has effectively outgrown childhood because as a king or queen, as the case may be, now you are being seen with respect to that position, with respect to that office. And we see a lot of examples even now in modern day times where you hear something about how people don't respect the person but they respect the office. For example, the office of the president of the U.S., there have been, most recently in history, there have been occupants in that particular office of the President of the United States that don't deserve respect. However, people respect the office, not necessarily the person. So, a high office carries high responsibilities with it. Um, the fact that you are in a certain position, some behaviors will no longer be excused because now you're supposed to act 
according to the responsibilities that come with that position. It doesn't even have to be political office. It can be something. Let's even bring this down to closer to home within your family, whether your nuclear family or your extended family. All of a sudden, you start to occupy a particular role, maybe as the firstborn in your family or maybe as the first son or maybe as the first person to graduate from college or the first person to do whatever. And this applies to both male and female. If, God forbid, there's a loss in the family and then all of a sudden people start to look up to you because you are the person next to the person that passed away. Again, regardless of whether you are male or female, it could even be because the person that passed away doesn't have kids and you are the oldest nephew of that person. Now, all of a sudden, you are put in that person's shoes, literally and figuratively. So you have to now start acting accordingly. Or you find yourself in a new country, all of a sudden you are responsible for yourself. As much as you are responsible for your siblings back home, in your home country. So, any daddy, tikuro lomode, the person who wears a crown has effectively outgrown childhood, which basically means a high office carries high responsibilities with it. So, that's all I have for this episode 44 of the Yoruba Proverbs podcast. Thank you for listening. Mm-hmm.